Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hang on a minute. <laughs> right from the offset. Um, we're unable to go live on Facebook. I just had an error while we've been launching it, so uh, never mind. Facebook. We don't need it. Um, so welcome to this morning's Parade and Coke. Um, I'm joined by Jay. How are we feeling this morning, Jay? Yeah, not too bad, actually. I went home for a change instead of staying out, so I'm not half dead this time, which is a uh, pleasant, pleasant change to the usual. Cool. Right, we'll get uh, we'll get an intro running, then we'll get into it. Hi, this is Don Matteo, and then you are listening to the Auto Know Better podcast. Let's do this. Right, so before we get into the actual game, um, Go on. how does it? How did it feel this morning waking up knowing that we had three points and we're out of bottom three? Oh, mate, what a difference. What a difference. <laughs> uh, a, a week ago, we were down and it were over and it were doom and gloom. And now we're, now we're on the up and we're fighting. <laughs> I could actually watch match of the day this morning. Yeah, it was nice, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, apparently, so uh, Bren messaged me when I were on my way back to the uh, car yesterday. Mm. Um, I, I don't know how he accessed the game because it was uh, during the 3pm blackout. So he must have been abroad somewhere and that's why he was not at the oh, game yesterday. Yeah, he does get about. <laughs> <doesn't he? laughs> um, but um, yeah, he, he messaged me to say that I were on telly, but uh, I kept an eye out a bit on match of the day and couldn't see it. So it must have just been in a live broadcast. Yeah, uh, I, think, I, <laughs> I think it was the point <laughs> that... Um, when when uh, uh, Bella Ketchup or whatever his name is was uh, were kicking off, you know they'd they'd time wasted for the first seventy six minutes of the game, oh, yeah. um, 
and then towards the end, they were getting really frustrated that we weren't rushing to take all yeah, of our yeah. free kicks and corners. They were glorious. <laughs> there's, there's nothing um, more satisfying than seeing a team come and do that and get the tables turned on them. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, I, I did see a start. It was, um, I think it was during the Everton game, they showed that Everton are the side with the second least uh, average minutes of the ball in play in mm. the league this season. Uh, but <laughs> the first side with <laughs> with the least number of minutes of ball in play this season is us. The thing that's is, the that's never us. <laughs> we how how have you know how often have we been in a position to try and slow the play down because we've not had our noses in front. That's <laughs> in the, the thing. <laughs> I mean, we, we've not been time wasting. We've just been really shit. Really shit, and um, other teams, all of them coming to slow the play down. Yeah, all of them. They do, yeah. Um, Always. So, um, so yeah, it, it, it's really, really. I found it really enjoyable, and I think that what what um, what Bren was saying that it, that it caught me on is I would absolutely piss himself because Bella Ketchup had come over and slammed the ball down in corner, <laughs> um, ready for us to take our, our, our corner. Uh, and and it, 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 it'd been kicking off and he were having a go at ref and everything. They just pissing himself it. going for over 70 minutes. Mm. You've slowed the play down. You've had people yeah. crawling off the pitch instead of jogging off. And, you know, when they were making subs in that last 10 minutes, they were sprinting off. And I was just, I, yeah. I, yeah, I was loving that. Yeah. It was Did one of them get um, booked kicking off because one of ours didn't go yeah. off fast enough? Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, uh, I can't remember who, uh, 45, I think it was. I'll have to check the squad numbers. I can't remember who it was. But yeah, um, didn't he push Paddy off uh, when Paddy yeah. were, were clapping people? It, it and were, he got booked it, I don't know if it was Paddy that I can't bloody remember, but he did push a player off and the ref booked him, yeah. It I think great. it was Paddy. Uh, yeah, he did. Did you see Did you see the lad who went down and he went down right on the line? His feet were still on the pitch, yeah. the other half in one, and they were like, drag him off! <laughs> yeah. Drag him off! Get him off the field! Unfortunately, you do get booked for that as well, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of get him off the field, I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> there was one of their lads as well who went down um, in their half and... He went down holding his head, and then the physios yeah. come on. They're holding his foot. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he didn't want any any treatment. Yeah, he, yeah. have to go off. Yeah, yeah. I was really really yeah. pleased that the ref, as shit as he was, and he was shit, I have to say, um, made him poor. go off the field. He was poor. The liner in front of us, I wouldn't any L, uh, and the liner in front of us were really poor as well. Made made, made a fair amount of mistakes. And you know what? Was so was tentative shit. as well that you know he'd, he'd half flag and then he'd change his mind and not flag at all and wait for the ref to do something and then yes. he'd just like, oh, whatever I mentioned the ref that. I said the same thing. I said this guy doesn't even put his flag up. I said something along the lines, "Oh, he's probably getting a grand a game plus expenses. This bloke, he's not even doing anything. <laughs> he's not putting his flag up till the ref tells him what to put. Up. That's yeah. not supposed to be how a linesman works. And do you know, I feel bad for the ref at that point because then. The, the the assistant referee, as we're meant to call them now, <laughs> yeah, they're there to, to provide assistance. But yeah. if all you're going to do is wait for the ref to make a decision and then flag whatever the ref says, you're not yeah. giving them assistance at all. You're putting all of the emphasis on the ref to make that decision and not not helping. Right. There's there's literally no point being there other than to signal what the ref has given. That's yeah, it. Exactly. exactly. Adding no value at all. So. Um, You're just there think, for display purposes at that point. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, it, they were poor. Genuinely, just, just, and usually it's a, they were poor for us. Mm. Uh, and we did get shit refs and you're not fit to referee a, a few times, <laughs> um, which, which I do, do always have a chuckle. There's no way that that's going to benefit a side, is it? 
there's no chance that any ref's going to hear that and go, well, I better give him some decisions. It's just not Yeah, gonna... I always think that. I always think, oh, great, let's get his back up further. But it's so frustrating yeah. sometimes. It is. Got to say it really is. You, you and we do get not. shit refs. Um, All the time. But I think um, he, he was par for both sides. You know, yeah. the, the, there were no, it, it wasn't one of those where you look at that and say, oh, well, they're biased. That he were par for both sides. Yeah. Um, the extension that I would say to that is both sides were poor as well. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I didn't can't, think can't that, that um, we played particularly well. Um, mm. But do you know what? For, for how long have we been saying it's it's fine getting the performances? What we need is the points. If you're yeah, going to have it one way or the other, you take the points every, every time, don't you? Um, yeah. You know, we we have put in performances where I felt that we deserved more than we got. Um, yeah. Uh, and and but to be fair, I think yesterday, even though we didn't play to our full level of capability by any stretch, yeah. I think they were so bad that we were still worth the win. Yeah, they were so bad that you know we could have been we could have been probably even a, a bit worse than we were and still beat them. They were that bad, but um, I, I still feel like we were the better side, you know, even though both sides yeah. were crap. And that's that's a positive. That's something you got to take from it. I mean, you want to go out there and you want to smash teams like that, but sometimes you just have to take what you can get and scrap for it and get your get your rewards. You know? Yeah, absolutely right, absolutely right. And and I felt um, if you look at a couple of performances, um, you know, if, if you look at Liam's comment here, and 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 we can discuss uh, who we think are ours. But Liam said, look, Fairport man of the match. He seems to be settling in at Leeds. Mm. Um, there's been a couple of people agreeing, uh, but then Liam himself has also put Bamford. Um, but um, yeah, Al- Alison's been in there saying, yeah, he's been good last couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I think if if we if we talk about um, performances, um, I think for me, um, one thing that really came to the fore is uh, Weston McKenney's really starting to get what it is to be in the midfield at Leeds. It needs to get what it is to play a, a pass for somebody to shoot from, though. He <laughs> <laughs> does, but you know, if if you look at if I mean, I'm skipping ahead slightly, but if you look at the um, uh, the last 10 15 minutes when we mm. did have our noses in front, some yeah. of the touches and some of the, the capability that uh, that actually he and Ruta showed in possession when down in the in the corner, uh, holding the ball, showing some strength. Because yeah. McKenney's got a lot of strength, they could not get past him to get to the ball. It's a, um, a well built guy. He's a unit. Yeah, he's he a unit. Building people off, and he, and he did. He, you know, he, he really, um, he really brought that to the fore. Um, so I, yeah, I think he's. The, I think there's more to come from him. Um, yeah. He's come from a Champions League side, so you, you expect a certain level of capability. But uh, so have some of the others um, that haven't shown the capability that we would like to have seen. <laughs> um, so if we concentrate on the first half first, then. Um, yeah. And if we reflect on how it felt at half time, how did you feel it all went? Um, obviously, we started and we were all nervous as fuck because we were thinking, Jesus Christ, we've got to win this game, you know. Yeah. And it, it seemed to sort of go back and forth a little bit in the early stages of the first half. We seemed to get on top and then we lost our grip a bit and they got on top a little. But overall, I'd say we had the better of it than they did. And by the time half time came, I was thinking, We've got we've got a score here in this half. We were all over them, you know. Come the end of the first half, and obviously we didn't. But I felt we were a step above them by the time that half ended, and I felt like we had settled more into a, a bit of a rhythm. And you could clearly see the difference in our style of play and what 
Graf's here are sort of altered in there. We've gone from what we've seen with the <clears throat> everyone running around chasing the ball, trying to press immediately and get forward and whatever, to more of a slow, patient build where we were just, it were more like we were just keeping the ball. And then if an opportunity came up, we'd try and, we'd try and attack. And we tried that ball over the top a few times with Bamford, which, I, to be fair, I, I thought were going to come off eventually because he, he kept getting close to it. Um, unfortunately, it didn't happen. But, yeah, you, you could see the differences and you could see that we didn't look like we were going to panic when they attacked or anything, which we have done in the past. I mean, he, you got to admit, even Cock had a great game yesterday at the back. So, I, just to touch on that, uh, in terms of... So, breaking the game into... Into four chunks. I thought in the first ten minutes, Aronson was out of it. Well, for, <laughs> no, no, not not quite. But but the first ten minutes, Aronson really looked at it, and I thought, do you know what? A, a bit of a spell out has given him something to drive mm. towards. He's he's been given his chance, and, and he looks to be taking it. I felt after the first ten minutes, he kind of lost his way a bit. But in that first ten minutes, he showed what we all saw when he first came into the side, and. Yeah. Although I, I I went well. Oh, come on now. Um, you know, joint top scorer in the Champions League season. But some people were saying, you know, he's 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 thin, he's slight, he's quick. Is this another boyer that we've got on our hands? Yeah. And and I felt it was a bit early to be saying that sort of thing, yeah. given what what boyer achieved with us. But um, we 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 had seen that that sort of impact that he were having early on, and and he kind of lost his way a bit. And I'm thinking is this his opportunity to go and show it. And he didn't carry it through, but he did look better in that first 10 minutes. I think for yeah. the rest of the half, um, uh, I, I said at half-time, Cox's been our best player. Mm. Now, must have been the, hard for you. Not at all, because I stuck by, actually, <laughs> what I was saying before is, if he's got a big, dumb lump to play up against, he's a big, dumb lump himself, and invariably <laughs> comes out on top. He doesn't have to read a game. If he's man-marking... Is it... If, mm. if, if he's if he's man marking somebody and doesn't have to read a game, then his inability to read a game doesn't come into it. Um, and he marked him well. And if you look at even the size difference, I mean, Cox's not a small lad, but if you look at the size difference compared to the lad he were marking, mm. um, I mean, he were a proper unit. Um, yeah, and the amount of times he be now, the one thing I'll say about the ref is he didn't get really picky about um, when Cox got up in front of his man. Oh, oh mm. sorry, got up above uh, his man and over the top of him. He won't blowing up for that, and you you do sometimes see refs blowing yeah. up for that. But if you yeah, just yeah. get up before your man, and that <clears> means that they're going to struggle to get off their feet, well, they should have jumped earlier for me. Um, yeah, that's right. And, and I felt that that Cock managed that situation really well. Um, yeah. And yeah, for the rest of the first half, I thought, I mean, he didn't put a foot wrong. Um, mm. You know, we, we've seen that he's got mistakes in him. He, he seemed to manage that really well yeah. um i think it's absolutely massive that verba was able to start the game it's Me huge Me he, he's so calming at the back and you can see that the players around him benefit from his presence mm. um you know we, we saw before that um if we didn't have cooper available and we we're playing cock and lorente in the middle and what have you they were both you know they'd lose the reds so regularly um, yeah. That we we really needed Cooper in there. I think Verb is offering the same, and um, mm. it's massive that you know we see Cooper's spent a bit of time on the sidelines and, and, and or on the treatment table. Um, it's massive that he was available for us yesterday because I would have been yeah. really worried about about it. But but yeah, yeah got, just just going back to your comment on Cock. Yeah, um, I, I felt that um, especially in the rest of that 
first half, I, I, I felt that he, he was our best player. You know, they were lumping it up. They were playing long ball and yeah. he didn't give them anything. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, like you say, he's, he's got the talent to do the job. Maybe he doesn't read the game as good as some of the other defenders, but he has got the talent there to do it and he's shown that he can do it when he's got someone organising him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that is the important point, is that, that organisation and that leadership. Now, um, Ailing's come back into the side as well, and I think that um, you know he's vice-captain and he's got that ability of... Um, of marshalling and, and talking, you know, he, he talks all the way through the game as well. So, yeah. you know, as a centre half, if you've got um, uh, Verber on one side and Alien on the other, talking to you constantly, mm. it can only benefit your game. And, and I think yeah. um, just if we stay along the back line, um, uh, Liam's just mentioned him again there in terms of Furpo. If you look at Alien, Cock, uh, Verber, and Furpo yesterday, I, I didn't think any of them really put a foot wrong. No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I'm absolutely shocked at Furpo coming out of his shell all of a sudden. <laughs> Where does that um, mean? Well, I think if you look at, you know, we, we talked about giving him an opportunity to get up to speed because um, mm. he'd been out for a, a fair while. Um, when he first came in, you know, he took absolute pelters for the amount of space, control, and goals that we gave away against Spurs uh, mm. when we were still playing under Bielsa when he first came in. And I've really felt for him because we were doing man marking and actually his man had gone to their left back position. So we tracked him in exactly yeah. the way that he'd been coached and told to track him. And then all of a sudden they were just gaping holes down our left hand side that yeah. they took advantage of. Well, that was just down to coaching and that was for Bielsa to be able to reflect on that and then make a change, which you know, that was one of the main frustrations with him is stick to what you know, stick to what you're good yeah, at, yeah. make plan A better if plan A doesn't work. Um, yeah. but but Firpo fell, fell victim to that for me in that uh, it looked like he had the athleticism to be able to cope with what was what was happening. Mm. We know that defensively he's not the most sound, but it looks good going forward. And I think if we had uh, Bandy on here, he'd be telling us all about how he's a um, an inside left, a, an inside yeah, left rather yeah. than a, rather than a fullback. Yeah. I think, and I think you see that you know he's more wing back than fullback, and and he does get forward. And I don't know if you got to see his interview afterwards. Uh, or on match of the day, but uh, he, he was talking I about. Say, I can't remember what he said though. But he started off as a striker, and then he was a winger, and then he's been converted into a yeah, defender. Yeah. Um, and and what that lends him is um, that that positional sense when he's pushing forward to understand where he needs to be into in an attacking sense, and 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 to get into the box. And and so um, it's basically a reverse Gareth Bale. Yeah, yeah, who gravitated <laughs> forwards, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. He started as a left back and ended up up front. Yeah, it's uh, in essence. I think Gary Kelly, though, if you look at it, Gary Kelly started as a striker. Did he? <laughs> um, and now I'm, I'm absolutely, <clears throat> before anybody gets in the comments, I'm absolutely not equating Furpo to Gary Kelly just yet. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, it's important but, that you made that distinction. <laughs> yeah, but um, it, it, what he was saying is it, it gives him that appreciation of. When he's in the box, is the positions to take and and um, you know what point to arrive in, and I think that that's that's a big deal, um, and and yeah, he has had the impact. So um, I think you know you, you spoke about half time, and we really should have you know given the control that we've had in the game, we really should have had our noses in front. Um, so we're going to the second half then. So up to the goal, um, in terms of control, it felt like we still had it. Would you would you yeah, agree? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I was surprised when I. Uh came back from my half-time refreshment 
um, to find that Aronson was still on the pitch. I, I thought he might have been subbed at halftime. It was it that bad for me. Um, yeah. It just it, it gets blown off the ball by a gust of wind. He does. And you've just got no he hope when he when he gets the ball. And he, he's one of these players who he's sort of a, a tricky little player who gets into these tight channels and gets between people, but he's got no strength to carry the ball with him because he just gets shoved off it. And I yeah. felt like that were that were harming us quite a lot because he he got into some good positions. He just couldn't do anything, and he really yeah. really does need to bulk up a little. You don't want him to bulk up too much and lose his trickery and his you know his agility. But there's got to be a balance somewhere, and he, he's on the wrong side of it for me at the moment. Yeah, and you know we saw um, when when Jack Harrison first came in, he didn't have the physicality that he does now. Mm. Um, and I know that there's frustrations around Jack Harrison and his end product, but. Um, you know, he, the um, I, I like to see him playing uh, because his first touch is so good. Oh, um, actually, it, it doesn't matter where he is; is an outlet for us if we can pick him out. Did um, you see that long ball over? They went to him near at the corner of the box, and he just, just like, it brought it down like nothing. Yeah, it, and then um, the similar so one went to Luke Ealing, and he brought it down. It bounced up in there again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then your t- second touch is a tackle, and and that actually, you know, it, it's very very unusual to see Jack give away the ball yeah. from his first touch. You know, yeah. um, the second touch being a tackle is not something that you level at him. Yeah. Um, there are frustrations in the second half. There were a couple of times he could have picked somebody out at, at, at the back post and he put it into yeah. uh, put it into cop instead. Uh, so there the definitely are frustrations. Uh, 100%, we need to take him off free kicks and corners. Um, oh God, yeah. I, I don't think Will is the answer, but one of the frustrations for me in that second half was we, we had a free kick sort of in Ailing's position, but just in their half. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and um, it were it were Jackie and Rocker that were stood over it. And Rocker's delivery is amazing. He mm-hmm. gets so much pace and whip on it that, uh, that that puts question marks not only in the defender's mind, but in the keeper's mind as well. If you can put it yeah, in that yeah. in that danger zone just over the defence, that any touch at all from, from defence or attack, can result in a goal uh, and just bending felt, it to that far post. I felt like keeper were a little nervous at times, to be honest with you. Like there was yeah, stuff I, he came I, I out and punched well. that he could have left for his defenders a couple of times that they had it under control, yeah. but he, he didn't obviously trust them enough to deal with it. So that's yeah. never a good thing for you, is it, when your keeper and your defenders don't trust each other? It's it's not, and that, that, that leads to mistakes, doesn't it? And to be fair, I didn't think they made too many mistakes themselves. Um, you know, we put them under a fair amount of pressure. I didn't think they made too many mistakes. But yeah, that that you know, the delivery from Jack, we've seen he hits the first man or it goes out. That's yeah. pretty much what yeah. There are and there's a collective one, groan around the stands. Yeah. Them. One in ten or one in fifteen will be spot on, but that's just yeah. not good enough. Not this um, level. And it feels like he's aiming for perfect with everyone. He's got to smash it and he's got to get the whip on it. And it's yeah. so it, it, it reminds me, I mean People will laugh at this because I never really rated him, but it reminds me of Roberto Carlos. Mm-hmm. Um, now, he played in a great Brazil side and he played in, in great club teams. Um, but if you look at his... Free, and and that, that free kick that he scored in Le Tournoir is, is absolute world class. You don't get away from that. It's, it absolutely is. But he only scored one in 100 efforts. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so that when he did, is, it was an absolute was worldie. <laughs> it was better... At free kicks. More consistent. <laughs> more consistent with free kicks than Roberto Carlos, I'll say. 
Um, but but when when Carlos's free kicks came off, they, they were all worldies. But because mm. he was always aiming for a worldie, yeah. quite often, invariably, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. So I, I think if we talk about just just going back to Aronson and the fact that you were surprised that he was still on in the second half, who would you have made the change for, given the bench that we had? Uh, God, that's a good question, to be honest with you. Because um, if you think um, Rocker came on towards... Out. Yeah, Sinny's out. Um, Jimmy came on, but Jimmy is a winger. Uh, for me, he's an out-and-out winger and not really a, a, an inside forward. So we had Willie on, we had Jackie on, and we had Aronson on. Um, so, you know, your options on the bench, well, we had JB, um, yeah. who, who could have come on in midfield. Um, we had Rocker, but I th- for me, I think um, with him coming back from injury, I, I think that the, the, the change being made for him um, really quite late on mm. was to give him a bit of uh, minutes. Um, but but for me, I think a full half probably wouldn't have been quite there. Otherwise, we'd have seen him a bit earlier. Yeah, no, probably not. No one comes to um, back and plays a full half, do they? No. So, um, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I think on, on that one, and, and um, uh, Danny Rumsey in the comments just said exactly the point that I was just making. He's had a brought Rocker on and pushed McKenney forward. Yeah, mm. McKenney can certainly do that. You can have Rocker and Adam sitting and McKenney further forward. But as I say, I, I don't think we'd have got a full half out of Rocker. And if we did, that might have been a risk to him. Um, yeah, yeah. And actually, we, we were so on top in the game that we didn't really need to take any risks. Um, so I think maybe that's why we didn't see that change. <laughs> that change. And with Danny, read it out. Uh, Aronson is built like a Rizzler paper. That's what I said <laughs> yesterday. I actually said it's like a silver Rizzler getting blown away. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, so the only other one that point, potentially would have been Greenwood. Well, Somerville was still on the bench at that point. So I would probably have brought he, he was, but he is, at that moment. He's an out-and-out winger, so that means that you have to put um, Jackie, probably, in that 10 role. And, and I'm not there. certain he's right. I'm, I'm not certain he's right for that. I think I think he can do it a bit better than Aronson can. I, I said right from the start. Actually, when Aronson were doing well early in the season, it was when he were on the right. Mm. Um, so I just, um, I just wish he'd get a bit stronger, just bulk up a little. I just he's clearly got some talent there, but right now he's just like an headless chicken that runs around yeah. and doesn't actually achieve anything. Yeah. And you know, when he came in, we were all really positive, like, oh, I've got this promising young up and coming attacking midfielder. He's only going to get better. He's going to be. A great investment, and then he's done fuck all. And we've spent <laughs> 60 million pounds on Rooter and fucking Aronson. We could have bought someone like Ivan Tony and banged him up front for that money, you know what I mean? And fucking Dan James as well. What 85 million or something all in? I mean, fuck yeah. me. It's quite a lot, isn't it? So, it, um, it is a somebody, lot. Somebody that we didn't spend a lot on, but you kind of, um, you kind of touched upon it, um, when we were talking about the first half is. Um, we did seem to, to in order to maintain, maintain possession and control, it seemed like we weren't quite as gung-ho in attack as we have been previously. I think if you look at Willie's game, he didn't really have the impact that we expect from him. And I know that there's going to be variability because of his age and his experience, but um, it, it didn't look like he was getting at his man. He'd get the ball, and actually what he'd do is he'd slow play it, and then he'd come back inside rather than running at him. Yeah. Um, which which was probably for me the most marked difference in the yeah. approach of the game was was uh, when we got it to the wings. It wasn't a right. I'm going to beat this man and I'm going to attack goal and I'm going to swing it in and I'm going to do it straight away. It was we're going to maintain possession, um, and I think that's a fairly big deal. If you look at the possession stats we had under Bielsa and then compare that to Marsh, 
yeah. under Marsh, we didn't want the ball. What we wanted was to try and press our opponent into a, a mistake right up the pitch. And I touched on it earlier. They didn't really make a mistake yesterday. You know, no. We had to force it in. I mean, the, the one thing you can say is the keeper let in a, a, a soft shot. Uh, but yeah. we've had that recently. Um, and if you, if you apply enough pressure... Uh, eventually something's going to break. But I didn't think they made any glaring errors. And, and for me, I think if we were still playing that game under Marsh, I don't think we'd have won it. No, I don't. I, I, we wouldn't have been so disciplined under Marsh. We wouldn't have soaked up pressure and dictated the pace of the game as we did under Marsh, yeah. I don't think. We were very much a reactive team under Marsh than a team that were sort of putting our stamp on the game or dictating the tempo or anything like that. And I just don't, I don't see that it would have achieved anything against those. I think it would have just been another panicked game where we're all worried. That would have filtered into the players. They'd have carried on being nervous as hell. And I just, I don't think he could have done anything with that. I think he, it would have just been a disaster. I, th- I don't think we'd have won that game under him. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree. Um, so I think from that, um, uh, for for me, if we if we look at the, the second half in totality, I think it's quite difficult because obviously we made we made the three subs. Um, I think I think the, to talk about the discipline, um, I, I didn't think Willie had a bad game. He didn't impress himself on the game as as we've seen him do, but I think that's because he was asked to do something a little different. Um, yeah. So I've, oh, I've just sent him that in a, in a DM on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> now we'll get Never a little <laughs> That's fine. Jump on people if you want to have a uh, want, want to have a say. Um, it, it's been a long time since being able to talk about a victory. So um, Do you know, yeah. one thing from yesterday, Gilly, that I, I wanted to uh, just pull up because it, it really irked me. Um, do you remember when Bamford got a foul against him for challenging the keeper for a ball that was loose in the air? Yeah. That's a foul, but Melier bundled into the goal at Spurs by that a player count. who's not the player playing the ball, looked at by VAR and upheld. Yeah. I mean, and that's one of the games that we alluded to where we, we, we deserved more than we got out of it. Um, who is coming up with this shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just one of the comments there, so Liam B, um, didn't you think their goalkeeper was slightly unsighted? So... Here's a really strange thing, and it was mentioned in Match of the Day. This is not not just just me seeing it, although um, I, I picked up on it from the stands. Um, if you look at Bednarek, he's got an opportunity to go close down the ball at, at, when we've got it on the left wing. Uh, it then comes inside. He's got an opportunity to go close it down there. Yeah, uh, and then it breaks to Furpo. And what he should be doing is busting a gut to get as close to Furpo as possible. And he yeah. just holds his position. And that position was right in front of Bazunu. And mm. so, yeah, yeah, he was a bit unsighted. Uh, but it was um, uh, it, it, it was straight at him. It went under him. And like I say, we've had a couple of them. And, and in fact, actually, um, if you look at uh, Southampton and uh, I want to say Newcastle, um, when... Um, uh, who was it? Um, the the uh, Voldemort scored against us, didn't he? Um, oh, yeah. And and you know th- those are the ones that um, actually Melia should have been doing better with. And I know that James yeah. Ward Prowse is is decent. Um, the one thing that I would say actually, uh, and, and, and th- there's another uh, similar comment there. Hang on, um, where's where's that gone? Uh, somebody said uh, we did well to keep. Uh, James Ward Prowse quiet. I'm just having a look back through. I can't see it now. Yeah, no um, but um, yeah, I think 
in terms of keeping him quiet, yeah, there we go, it with Danny. Um, I I don't think that James Ward Prowse is a particularly good footballer. Um, he's one of, if not the best, um, free kick taker currently playing in any of the top five leagues in Europe. It's, I would say it's an average workman-like style midfielder for me. It, it, is and if it, he didn't it, have that foot on him, he would not get any recognition. He's somebody that, that you want to be able to play as a quarterback when you've got an attacking phase. Bring him on for a free kick or a corner, great. Yeah. And then Special take him off because like he's ineffectual NFL. in the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Special teams um, like NFL, bring him on just for certain things. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you could do that with him, brilliant. You know, that that, that he, he would be really, really effective at, at mm. doing that because he doesn't really get it. And he wasn't in the game. You know, he he, yeah. he got the ball, but then he played an easy pass, and he didn't he, he didn't do much at all. He was absolutely anonymous in that game, and I was so proud of our team for not giving him free kick opportunities because yeah. a normal Leeds performance, you'd have seen him get three chances at least. Yeah, and, and I think that was really important. Yeah, that, that was really important with a referee that was dying to give free kicks against the team. Like, <laughs> they did really well. I mean, did you see? I don't know who it was. One of their players. Absolutely went through one of our players' ankles or something, and the ref didn't even give a free kick, let alone book him. I can't remember who it was now, but it was at the far side of the pitch in front of the West Stand. Um, and he just he, he said nothing, just let it go. And nobody, I think that was, I think that was Jackie. And the real frustration is about 10 seconds later, Adams did a lesser offense against one of their players yes. in midfield, and he gave it as a free kick. That's right, that's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the, just the, the one thing to touch on that, if you remember back to last season, I, I don't know if you remember the game, I know they come thick and fast at times, but um, I was surprised that Kyle Walker-Peters didn't start. Um, mm. And when he um, when he did uh, get the ball against us, he went on a bit of a mazy run with it. And you're thinking, don't foul him, don't foul him, don't foul yeah. him. Or <laughs> if you're going to foul him, do it on halfway line before he gets to the edge of steam and don't do it on edge of box. And he got Absolutely to the edge well. of the box and we won the ball. But last season, he got to the edge of the box and uh, he got fouled and yeah. we scored from it. Because yeah. that's 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 what they do is they win a free kick somewhere in an attacking area of the pitch and Ward Prowse scores. Um, yeah. And, and it, it, it was that, again, going back to your point on discipline, uh, and not giving away those those mm. uh, those free kicks. Um, right, we've got a guest on at the moment, um, so we're just going to bring him in now. Uh, sat so... patiently waiting in the green yeah, room. <laughs> Morning, Matt. Hey, how are we doing? Yeah, good. Finally, get a win. Finally, something that's good to talk about. <laughs> it's been ages. <laughs> it has I been ages. I hope you haven't got that bloody fan on, Matt. No, it's off. <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel then? Oh, great. Furpo, amazing. What a guy. We all said it. <laughs> I mean, we've, we, we've all said it all along, haven't we? <laughs> we've, we've all been on the Furpo hype train here. Definitely not slapping off ever. No, 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 never. Um, just guy. just one thing that I'd, um, I'd, I'd forgotten to call out. So, uh, Nick G, Gilly, was that in your crowd on the live stream on TV yesterday? Yes, I am uh, aware that I was on TV. I've not seen it myself. Um, but uh, yeah, I was uh, absolutely wetting myself at, at Bella Kotchap kicking off about us not not busting the gut to take our free kicks and corners as quickly as we could, even though they'd time wasted for the previous 77 minutes. Um, it, it was strangely edited out of the highlights package for some reason. Um, <laughs> we're not sure why. Don't they know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so um, I, I guess just um, a reflection on the on the game yesterday, Matt. I think we're all right. I don't think, I don't think we're great. I think the win kind of makes us think we played better, but we needed the win, and you could tell it was two teams at the bottom of the league, scrappy. Um, Harrison was better, <laughs> still a bit. <laughs> Can't beat the moments. first man. He had his moments. Yeah. I mean, he got the I mean, assist, didn't looking- he? Well, yeah. But if you our, look at his our... performance in the previous game, I, th- I think um, actually, if you look at the scum game, I think he played really well. Um, yeah, did, yeah. But 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 then Everton was a, was a, was a really poor performance from him, and 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 we do see that variability. I get that that's people's frustrations from him, but yeah, again, yesterday he was better. You're right. Mike Jones, <laughs> that was a very tongue-in-cheek. Do they know who I am? That was that, that wasn't serious. <laughs> <laughs> Who else stuck yeah. out for you, Matt? Um, I think I think Bamford was all right. I, I think he like he get he gets stick when he doesn't score, but I think he did well in like hold up play. Aronson was good. Um, he looked like a what? like a better player. What early on, <laughs> early on he looked good. I don't know about early on. I'll give for you that early minutes. on. <laughs> then he, then his powers wore off, and he went that's ten minutes that we've not had from him in previous games, though, isn't it? <laughs> That's yeah. true. <laughs> I thought Bamford worked really hard, actually, Matt. I thought he, um, I thought he, he was very physical. He was always seemingly in the right place, and I thought he was going to get on the end of one of those balls over the top and put it away at some point. So I thought he did really well. To say he didn't get a goal, I thought he had a fairly good game. I thought, yeah, I thought that that could have been a penalty early on in the second half. I thought the guy yeah, like yeah. stuck his leg, like he stuck his leg out. That's where he had like a second goal at it, and he tripped him. Yeah, Wait, didn't even that was right in front of us. I don't think any of us could understand why it wasn't given, and then we're all stood around going, "Well, okay, ball will go out, and then VAR, VAR will look at it." Didn't and they just continued. And that that has happened to us probably five or six times now this season. <laughs> I, I remember turning to the guy next to me and saying. You meant to get all the decisions when you're the home team. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> that Look, if you remember last season at Ellen Road against Southampton, we should have had like three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what did you think yeah. about the way they uh, they came and set up and appeared as if they were playing for a point? Weirdly, Matt, and then they yep. suddenly sped up when we scored. They needed the win probably because they were their bottom of the league. But then they just I don't know they they're already down. <laughs> they look like they'd either accepted that or they'd come to just not get beaten up for best. They didn't come to win. I mean, are they that nervous that they then attack in case they get leathered at the back or what? I, don't, I mean, they've just come off the back of beating Chelsea. They should have been full of confidence. Anybody and... could do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Even we but did that. <laughs> careful, Gilly, because we've got to play them soon. Um <laughs> But I mean, they should have come full of confidence. The, the tails should have been up, and they didn't look like a team that had any confidence or any plan to win that game. For me, I thought it was odd given that they needed a win more than we did, arguably, and they just didn't look like they came to get it. Mm. I mean, so it's a big deal now that we've we, we've moved out of that bottom three, and and I think it's massive. important that we don't get carried away. You know, it's it's what it's by one point, um, yeah. and. Um, we don't have the games in hand that we had previously. I think I think we're just about equivalent with everybody except Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Chelsea now, which are right up the table. Is is that right? There we yeah, go. Chelsea, Chelsea, the first above us who were in tenth um, to to have a, to be on a, a different number of games. We're all on the same number of games now. Uh, yeah. Whereas for, for some time we were behind on games, aren't we? Because of the Forest and the Scum game that that got um, rearranged. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's great that Bournemouth um, absolutely had their. Uh, goal difference hammered again yesterday. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for Man City. That that's not a bad thing. Um, I had this awful you'd... feeling they'd get a draw or something out of that game, and it'd be like a yeah. free result. But thank God they didn't. Um, I think if you look at, I mean, West Ham's result, and and you look at West Ham and and Moyes, and they've had a difficult time of it. Um, <laughs> but but and, and I guess it is a bit of a freak result them winning four 0 when it was nil nil at half time. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that. that seems a bit mad. Um, but they were all nil nil at half time, weren't they? Uh, yeah. And then if you look at if you look at the um, the, the end the, the outcome in the end, Leicester got beat at home, Everton got beat at home. That's not bad. It's um, not bad. It's not bad. Uh, and then Wolves, Forest getting battered. The other night. Yeah, so Forest's goal difference now is um, worse than Southampton's, and only Bournemouth is worse. So if they get sucked <laughs> back into it, that, that's a, that's a big deal. And we're only three points behind Forest now. Um, Matt, and Forrester in 13th. Are we staying up, Matt? Uh, yes. Go on. <laughs> I, 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 now, yeah. now we can blame you if we do it. <laughs> we'll, say this and we'll, we'll, we'll lose two in a row and then we'll all be back down to... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I mean, we, we could feasibly lose the Chelsea and Brighton games. And if we did, it'd be shit. But I wouldn't be mm. mega upset as long as we got something out of the Wolves game. Well, there's Wolves, um, and then there's Arsenal away, which is going to be really tough, but then it's Forest, and that Forest game is becoming more and more important as we get closer to it, isn't it? Yeah, if we win that one, we could pull them back in. Well, as I say, we're three points behind them, so if if we equate ourselves um, to their results, and I think if you look at the the fixtures of the sides around us, I think there's a lot of games that the sides towards the bottom of the table are playing against the current top six, um, uh, Arsenal, uh, Arsenal at the moment, they're they're run of fixtures. They've got Everton and then Bournemouth, uh, yeah. and then and then Fulham that are right up there somehow. Um, you know they're they're playing a few sides that are in and around us, um, and obviously then us. So uh, yeah, that that's that's one. I think one of the things, and you know, I don't want to reflect too much on Marsh's time, but one of the things that that we have done under him is we got. We, we we didn't ever look at any point where we were going to get absolutely pummeled. Um, yeah. And that's meant that our goal difference is better than a lot of those sides around us. West Ham's and Leicester's aside, um, who, they're only in um, single figures of minuses. Um, I think we had a minus 10. 
everybody else around us is much worse. What, other than what was our goal difference this time last season? It was something a nightmare. absolutely horrendous, wasn't it? <laughs> An it was absolute like, nightmare. <laughs> were, they, were this the point where we'd um, conceded more goals than anyone else ever in the Premier League? I think so. Yeah. By that point, yeah. By that point. Uh, yeah, we had. We, if, if you remember, we had a really awful February, didn't we? Yeah, um, we where, where we just got I, back. So, I miss, uh, I miss but, yeah, Nelson, but I don't miss the drubbings. Rather than focusing on the drubbings, uh, let's focus on the positives. We haven't had uh, um, a, a lot of um, matches where we, we we lost control to such an extent that, that our goal difference took a, a battering, like yeah, yesterday against Man City. Um, it, it, looking at the highlights of their game, that could and should have been another three or four goals that they conceded yeah. uh, and Man City are perfectly capable of doing that so it, 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 it's a shame uh, but you're right there's always that um, Gail said to me yesterday uh, that Man City have got a, a poor result in them um, and I think they've lost more more games now uh, by this point in the season than, than they have in the last uh, three or four seasons um, yeah. I mean they're still they're still in I think they're in second out there so they're still in with a shout of the title but um, against previous seasons they've had a poor one uh, so it was good to see Bournemouth get um, put to the slaughter. Um, obviously, Southampton, yeah. <clears> keeping <throat> them on the bottom of the table were important for us. Um, After the week before's results, where everything went against us, it were nice yeah. to could go our way. Yeah. It does show um, you, it is just swings and roundabouts for the rest of the season. There's going to be good weekends and bad weekends. It's just the way it yeah. is. We just have yeah, to take care of ourselves. Nick's just popped up there. 5-2's been mm. our worst this season. I think I, that's the one that sticks out for me. I, I wasn't sure. But that, that were yeah. um, Brentford away, wasn't it? Where um, Cock <laughs> handed them three goals on a plate uh, and then yeah. Lorente decided <clears throat> to do a Cruyff turn and just play him in. Um, yeah. I, was, I was loved when he did that. Every time he came on, I was waiting I was waiting for him to try the Cruyff turn in his own area with a player bearing down on him. Because that's what he did every fucking time. <laughs> just, when he first came to Leeds, I quite liked him, and over time, I grew to fucking hate him. I didn't want to see him on the pitch. He, he, he played really well in his first season with us. Mm. He did. He did. He had a proper coach then, though. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> I, I, but do you know what? I, I I will be interested to see how he does uh, under Mourinho because I think he's got that bit of shithousery in him that Mourinho needs to see from his players. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll be interested to see how he gets on. League now, so he's yeah. probably more suited to it. He'll get yeah, a maybe bit so. More time to do his and he is turn. good on the ball. You know that that was the one thing that you, you can't take away from him. He's, he's good on the ball. It just yeah. it's the madness of decision making that's his, his his downfall. His capability, he's on his technical capability was good enough. So that'll be good <laughs> to see. So uh, just uh, coming back to Saints, then question for you both. Um, cool. I'll come to you first, Matt. Players that you would take out of the Southampton side and put into ours. Are there any? Who would there be? N- none. <laughs> Well, press okay. for the bench. <laughs> Jay? Um, possibly Walker Peters in the squad, but that's about it. I Those mean, are my only two. I remember when people were clambering for us to get Shea Adams, you know, that's gone quiet, hasn't it? Don't need him. Uh, well, yeah, but we also spent a, a record amount on a forward. <laughs> um, so he actually had his, probably his best appearance in the lead shirt yesterday when he came. I would agree. He looked, I would he agree. looked a lot more solid. He, He's been so lightweight and looked like a big guy just getting pushed around like he shouldn't be up to this point. And he looked more comfortable in his own self and his role yesterday. He looked more like he knew what he was supposed to be doing and what I expected of him. And that, that gives me a bit of hope that he might actually come good. Yeah. I think the other thing as well is, uh, focusing on, on, on Ruta a bit, 
he's, he looks like he's got the capability of um, just getting a touch on the ball and, and, and nodding it on to someone. But actually, yeah. what we were seeing in previous games <clears throat> is nobody were getting beyond him. So yeah. Yeah. if you look at Bamford, Bamford's strength is occupying defenders uh, and laying the ball off behind him. Yeah. Um, you know, towards the halfway line, and then go. he'll get on the half turn and, and and want a ball in the channel. Whereas yeah. Ruta's not that. Ruta looks to to be able to get in front of a man and get a knock on, but you've already got to have somebody bombing past you for that to have any effect as, at all. Yeah, Otherwise, the like, defender just takes the ball. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so it, 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 I, I I do have a little bit of sympathy if that's his strength and his way of playing and he's got to learn a different way of playing which moving into a new side especially uh, a, a side that might be struggling and and has a way of playing already is you've got to be able to adapt your game and he's only a young lad so um I do have a little bit of sympathy there but we we we've, we've got to use our players to their strengths and that's where coaching becomes all important that's right um <laughs> so I'll be interested to see how we how we adapt and how we approach that just going forwards um, I'm surprised so, that there isn't more emphasis on coaching because since transfer windows became a thing, you've got what you've got in between. And it's yeah. the coach is the only person that can make a difference or get more out of a player. So I'm surprised yeah. that you still get people like Marsh, etc., who don't really seem to coach players. They just coach tactics. Like you want yeah. to improve players. You want to make them feel... He didn't improve any style. of them, did he? No. But, well... I suppose the only one you could potentially say is Rodrigo um, because of his goals. But, he's uh, but that's just because of his times. output, not, not... He's had flashes at other times, so you, yeah. you, know, you don't know if that is down to Marsh or, or what. I don't know. I yeah. Um, so uh, there's, there's quite a few. I'm not going to pop, pop any of them up because there's a few people have said it. He's, he's uh, Lavia in their midfield. I think yeah. the one thing I would say about that is, yeah, Probably, um, but again, I'd be looking at the bench because I don't think he gets in front of any of our midfield three. I, I think no, I Adams, Adams, McKenney, and Rocker would all be in front of him. Um, Good for squad strengthening, but yeah, he's not going to start for us. Yeah, so no, that's um, uh, that, that that's fair. Um, so um, I think we'd already touched upon it, Jay, but I've not asked you the, the straight out question: Who was your man of the match for us yesterday? Oh, it's got to be the legend himself, Junior Furpo, hasn't it? I mean, he, he got the goal, he made the breakthrough, and he worked his ass off. Can't, can't he did that. work his ass off. Yeah, I'll give you that. Matt? Yeah, Furpo. I thought I, I would have gained man of the match before the goal, but the goal just topped it off. You would have said Furpo without the goal? Yeah, I thought he was good defensively, and I thought he was really good at left back. Yeah. Fair enough. What yeah, do you fair. think of... Um, Somerville, when he had the opportunity, when he could have passed to Jackie and he didn't, would would you should, guys have passed? He should have passed. He yeah. should have passed. He should have I thought passed. it was in. If he scores it, nobody ever even thinks that he should have squared no. it. No. But he should have squared it. He should have squared <laughs> it. It, it were on a plate if he squared it. It was. And one thing Harrison can do is strike a good, uh, ball at goal. Well, yeah, especially on Mart, you know, how far out were he? I mean, I know it was Accrington, but you still got to finish it. Um, and yeah, it, yeah. if you're unmarked, it doesn't matter who you're playing against, does it? No. Um, and, and yeah, he was, he was stood on his own. Well, the reason, I mean, yeah, <laughs> air shots. We've <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of them recently. Um, so yeah, was in my I, mouth I, as well. Sorry, Matt. My heart was in my oh. mouth as well when we had that um, sort of back pass and Melia headed it. Do you remember that? Yeah. Do you know, I was just about to mention that. 
Well, you said um, about uh, their keeper looking a bit nervous at points. I shit myself when that happens. <laughs> and then it went for a corner and you're thinking, if he'd have just caught that, nobody's giving yeah. a back pass no. with that one. It was flying at him. And it, 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 it was, was, I did it not was come from... One of those a... where you're like, there's a sharp intake of breath in the entire yeah. ground and you're like... <gasps> yeah. And didn't it come from a deflection or a tackle anyway? It wasn't, it wasn't a... No, he, I think he just hit it and it went the other way. Was, I don't know what he tried yeah, to do. Yeah, I think he just whacked it, didn't <laughs> it? Went back the other way and yeah, he yeah. headed it instead of catching it. Fuck knows why he did that. Imagine <laughs> if he'd missed it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And all because of a back pass that none of us felt would have been given anyway. <laughs> it would have been a, a very different feeling today if that had it, happened. I mean, it really would. And, and yet it went for a corner and you're thinking, oh God, they're going to score from this <laughs> yeah. now. It shouldn't have been yeah. a corner. It should have just yeah. been an easy catch. <laughs> yeah. Another, another Leeds United gift. Yeah, you're just thinking, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, um, but yeah, I took Mark just um points out here that was proper shit. I was with towards Harrison at the end, I'd have put Fiery Jack in his undies just for that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) fair, um, but yeah, talking about the shit, I was really, you know, um. McKenney and the strength that we, we we alluded to earlier on um, in in that rundown of, of the clock towards the end. I mean, the fact that the ref only gave one minute of um, injury time oh, in the first yeah, half. What was that about? I forgot about that. At one the... point, their keeper had the ball for three minutes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we got we got one minute, but they got five minutes in the second half because yeah. we were in front. That's what it felt was like, like, wasn't it? There was like three stoppages for injuries in the first half. The yeah. guy doing up his shoe took like a minute. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> they tried every trick in the book. Absolutely, and it came back to bite them. Even five yeah. minutes didn't get them anything. But fuck me, that the raw like when they said five minutes, they were like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> corrupt. And, and that was because of the one minute. I think if that one minute had been three minutes, we'd have been less annoyed by the five minutes at the end of we the were, second yeah. half. Yeah, it yeah. just felt like Leeds are winning. Shit, we better give these a chance. <laughs> yeah, because the the way that the same match officials could watch that first half and give a minute, then watch that second half and give five, again, it just highlights the lack of consistency with officiating. Yeah. Like, and who, I think who if you came up with that, and how is it justified? Do they well, have if to you look at clubs, and explain why they gave the times at the game, or is it just like, oh well, that's what ref decided? I'm I'm not certain because. Um, I think the way that the manager is, he has one watch on one wrist and one watch on another one, and he'll stop the other one when there's stoppages that he thinks that he needs to take into account. And then the the difference between the two is the number number of minutes injury time that he signals, because it's not somebody off the pitch that that does the timings, it's it's the ref himself. Uh, And then the ref tells... He's got one watch on this wrist, one watch on that (laughs) wrist, and he can't fucking read either of them. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Basically. Um, uh, uh, Yeah, so um, the... uh, uh, the the ref then signals to the fourth official what number of minutes added on as a minimum, and that's that's another point. It is a minimum of, um, and in that minute of added time at, at the end of the first half, they went down during that minute, and mm. we still only had a minute. Yeah, Liam points out that there's supposed to be thirty seconds for each sub, so not each individual substitution being made, but each. Because they can bring multiple subs on. I think there's three subs, the the, yeah. uh, the three sub windows, but five players that can change. Yeah. So uh, there's a minute and a half max for each side, uh, and then uh, another thirty seconds for any goal. Um, mm. 
so yeah, you can see how you get to five minutes. But as I said, the frustration is that we only had one minute when when it was nil nil and we were on top. Yeah, like the five minutes in itself probably was about right. Probably was, you know, you could justify it with the stoppages we had. It's just yeah. because of that one minute, like you say. It's the context, it, isn't it? That, there's no justifying that. There should have been at least yeah. two. Yeah, I'd say three probably, but yeah. Yeah, and, and I think um, you know it, it's it, it is important that um, the, the players that we have can maintain that control. And, and if you and if you look at um, as I said with McKenny and especially Ruta, the touches and the the, the maintaining of possession, it was right in front of me um, yeah. in northeast lower in in that corner, and you could see that they weren't worried at all. And there were the one thing that I would say. And I don't know if it's because there's the new coach come in and he's in now and, and you know, probably a bit of relief from the players. Certainly yeah. some relief from the coaching staff because the coaching staff themselves, I know, I know that we had one that were kind of in the foreground um, in Scooby-Doo, but um, yeah. all, all, all three of them would have felt the pressure because the media were talking about this trifecta of coaches that were, that were taking on the first team responsibility. That's yeah. a lot of responsibility with no experience as a first team manager. Yeah, uh, especially in the Premier League. Exactly. The, you know, it was a position <clears throat> they were put in. And Scubala, right from the start, said, I'll go back to doing my other job. Now, he hasn't. He's been retained as a first-team coach rather than youth coach. But, um, yeah. you know, it, it was always in his mind that this was not a permanent thing for him, certainly. Um, so, having somebody come in, and let's be honest, he's got a boatload of experience and a boatload of experience of coming into sides. Because if you look at the number of sides he's, he's coached, now there's good and bad in that because he's, he's not had a long time at, at many of those clubs. Um, but he's, he's well-versed to coming into a side. Um, and when sides make changes, uh, it's because they're struggling or it's because they need they need something different. Um, and, and therefore, actually, what you hope is he's able to impress his ideas quite quickly because he's going to yeah. be used to that. Um, and I think we saw that. There was definitely a shift in people's willing, willingness to take the ball. Uh, I reflected mm -hmm. at, at full time on, on McKenny. McKenny always makes himself available for the ball. Yeah. Adams has done that all season. But having somebody else in there that's willing to do that as well is a big deal. Uh, yeah, Rocker does the same, but he's obviously he's been out um, for, for, a, uh, for a period now. Uh, and he's coming back in and having a midfield three all willing to take the ball, regardless of what's going on, and then look after it is a big deal. Um, yeah. And just in that closing period, I felt that McKenny and, and Ruter and, and the touches that Ruter showed, you know, there, there, there were a period when there were three people trying to take the ball off him right on the edge yeah, of the, yeah. the, 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 the um, uh, their, their box and, and they couldn't get it off him. And it, and it were brilliant. That's exactly what we needed to take the pressure off the side yeah. um, in, in that final period where it were all a bit frantic and that's always a bit of a leveller. Uh, and they came more into the game because they were they were actually trying to do something in the game. Yeah, yeah. And retaining possession, especially in their defensive third, uh, were a big deal. And and the, the confidence that that I think um, will come from that, not just not just the three points, but the fact that we were able to impress ourselves on a game, and the yeah. fact that the subs that we made actually bred some positivity. If you, if you think against the scum when we took Jackie and Paddy off. And uh, Ruta and Aronson came and we on. We lost all our edge. We did, and and that that's you know very different opposition. They are literally the worst side in the Premier League this season. Yeah. Um. Uh, but um, I think that were a massive deal, and and certainly there'll be some confidence to come from that. Yeah, the subs that yeah you could see like a difference between 
the subs that Scoobs was making and the subs that Grazia as a experienced head coach was making, like he knew when to make the subs and who to put on at the right yeah. time. You know, it, it seemed more measured than Scoobs probably just thinking we just need some fresh legs. Yeah, if you know what I mean. If that makes yeah. sense. And Marsh making a one for one change and not actually changing anything, just trying to do the same things with different. You know, I don't even. I don't want to talk about him anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, really there, was a moment to, there was a moment towards the end where we we took a throw into Ruta and their players screamed at the, the linesman that it was offside. How can you go offside <laughs> to the throw it? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Matt, with the level of linesman we've got now, they'd probably have been confused when they said that. Put my flag up. What, what's ref saying? What's ref telling me to do? Yeah. Um, so just just to um, just, just to touch on now, um, what I have worked out, and I, and I should have worked it out well before now, is on the BBC website. Actually, the player ratings are based on yeah. uh, people's reactions to the game. Um, right. So it's a it's a vote of people using the website rather than somebody that's working in media or whatever that's not necessarily a Leeds fan. So oh, this yeah. is more the fans than anything else. But Furpo was given the man a match just ahead of Ruta. Which is yeah. really unusual for a sub, uh, I would say. So people are yeah, people are really, so, yeah. um, really uh, positive about that. Uh, and then it was Verba. Um, interestingly, uh, Cock was about sixth. Um, now I thought in the second half his impact on the game was less, but I think that's because we, we didn't do a, we, we weren't asked to do a lot in defence. Yeah. Um, the way that they they were playing the game changed. Uh, they yeah. took off their big lump up front. Um, and and uh, the, the the kind of they still weren't playing well, um, but they were very much um, for me a difference in uh, they weren't just trying to lump it straight up. They were trying to get through midfield. You know, they brought on um, uh, Walker Peters and 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 a couple of others really to uh, Armstrong as well um, came on. I mean that were a bit later on, but Walker Peters yeah. came on at, at seventy one minutes, uh, and I think that was to try and have possession in transition rather than just getting it long and trying to build from there, but which really wasn't working. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought that, um, uh, that that we marshaled them really well in the first half and then they didn't really offer anything in the second half until Got, towards yeah, the I end. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, um, so it's difficult to then judge how defence does when you're so in yeah. control of a game. Yeah. It was nice though, wasn't it, to see us? Dictate a game for a change. Yeah, it's been a long while since yeah. we've done that. It has. I, I, really I don't enjoyed... think we've done that since Chelsea. No, probably haven't. And I really enjoyed the fact we shit house and time wasted at the end, keeping the ball in the corner. It's delicious, guy, isn't it? Especially against a side like, like that. Yeah, yeah. The guy next to me was like, "Be also never have allowed this." <laughs> it was just like, no, you must try and score a goal. There are still yeah. seconds left to play. Sometimes you've just got to do it. There were too much yeah, mistakes, to take any risks in that game. I, I, I think I think somebody, I mean, plenty in the comments, I think, uh, touched on the fact that, uh, and you said it right at the outset, is uh, it was a must win. And I think it was a must win. I think for me, Everton was a must not lose and we did lose. Yeah. Um, but but maintaining parity with them uh, was, was was all important and we, and we, we failed to do that. Yesterday yeah. was a must win. You know, maintaining parity with bottom of the league sees you finish second bottom of the league. It's not good enough. Yeah. And yesterday was just a must-win, not just because of the situation of us versus Southampton, where we're on the table, but 
the complexion of the next few games changes off the back of it. Yeah. If we'd come yeah. in and we'd got a new coach and we still lost and nothing's worked and <clears throat> we tried replacing manager, that hadn't helped and what are we going to do now? You know, it's doom and gloom. But it's come in, we've started with a win and it doesn't matter how we got the win, we've got a win. And yeah. it just changes the complexion of the next games. It, it leaves me feeling like we might get something out of Chelsea, yeah. we might get something out of Brighton. If we'd lost another game, me and I think the players probably would have gone in there thinking, oh shit, we're still we're Where's still those points coming from? You know, we've yeah. changed the manager, it hasn't worked, what are we going to do? What else can we do? You know, but now we're all positive again, at least for a week. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, you know, we've got uh, distraction, luxury. It's difficult to see which it is at the moment, but we've got Fulham in the Cup. Um, yeah. Which, you know, that's that's a, a break away from, from uh, the league. It, it's an opportunity. You know, all right. It's it's deeper in the the it's an opportunity to go deep into the competition than we have for years and years. Um, in fact, we are beyond where we've been for a good oh, well, number of years. I was going to ask you this. I mean, how much like emphasis would you put on the cup run at this point? Because for me, it has to come second, regardless of how yeah. far we've got. I, I think so. I, I think you know the uh, the context around the coach coming in. Um, I think it's the word the words flexible contract. Have been banded around quite a bit, and I think that that's reflective of the position he's come into of mm. survival at all costs. Yeah. Um, and, and I both think a lot sides of can probably break it at the end. Yeah, uh, and and um, and and for me, I think you know he'll have bonuses built on um, on survival, but equally probably maintaining his job at all. Um, Strong chance of getting fuck all if we go down. Yeah. Um, so I think I think on that uh, the emphasis is so clearly. Uh, Premier League survival is everything. If you look at, you know, the, on, on the main podcast, we talked about um, the, when the transfer window were closing, we talked about the fact that Bournemouth can go and bully sides across Europe for their best players yeah. simply because they're in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, you know, they're playing in front of what? I think I think yesterday the, the crowd that they played in front of against the champions was 10,500 people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It, it, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. Uh, now, um, I don't know how many Man City took away because it's a long way to go, but it was a three o'clock kickoff, you, and you would expect them to be able well, to sell out. A, Man City, a thousand don't even, their fans don't even turn up for home games, Gilly, so they're <laughs> going to get a fucking bomb, are they? Uh, um, but no, I, I think if you look at their core fans that, that have been there throughout, I think, yeah. I think you know, they'll be there all the time. And I think so, I think their away support probably travels pretty well. Um, even though you've got lots of tourism going on on, on game day when they're at home. Um, yeah. But yeah, 10,500 people to see them play against the current reigning champions is, is, is just abject, isn't it? It's um, terrible. But, but yet they can go across Europe and cherry-pick the best players from from sides that aren't winning titles, but any other team pretty much is, <clears> is um, you know is their prey. They can hunt yeah. in, those, in those waters purely because they are present in the Premier League and the money that goes along with that. And that so kind that's, of thing has made the Premier League harder. Yeah, for everybody it else. has. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's much more competitive, and it's the strongest league in the world. You can't get away from that. You know, from revenue, from personnel. Mm. Um, it, but, but I think um, it, 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 on on reflection of that, that becomes all important is is the survival piece because you've got to be at the table, uh, oh, yeah. and you get out of that table, mm. and the other sides like you, Bournemouth. Look at Fulham. You know, the ability to uh, attract players for, for Fulham. Will be night and day compared to what they had previously because they're pushing exactly. for Europe and and, and exactly. that's what that's what players want and they want to be able to come and show what they can do in the Premier League. 
in the bid that they get a Liverpool contract, a, a Man City contract, or whatever yeah, exactly, else. Exactly. Um, Players do so, use clubs as stepping stones, and if you can yeah. benefit off that, I don't see a big deal with that. If somebody is a massive talent and they come to you on the basis that they'll give you seasons, yeah, and then they'll want to go somewhere that they've got their heart set on, long as they don't burn the bridges and they aren't arseholes about it, I don't have a problem with that. You know what I mean? As yeah. long as they're not disrespecting your club and your badge, then. I, don't, I mean, I don't to be fair, that. Rafinha can get in the bin now because although I yeah, loved him, yeah. uh, the comments I did see <laughs> was, oh, yeah, my favourite clubs outside of Spain are PSG and Arsenal. Well, fuck <laughs> you then. <laughs> basically, he did keep us up. pay him a lot of money if he moves. Yeah, yeah. but um, but he did keep us up, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, it, we'll do that. He did, did cross the pitch on his knees, so... Oh, Matt, there's a question I'm going to have to ask you here, I'm afraid. Smart, he's pulled something go. out here. <laughs> Can we address the elephant in the room, please, and get Matt Leeds to tell us why he has a red chair? <laughs> I... <laughs> Just say it was cheap, Matt. Just say it was cheap. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Don't let, don't let Smarty bully you. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Coming I mean, Smarty well. put... Smarty put a right target on his own back with that that Matt's avoided. Fucking, <laughs> fucking dead, didn't he? Yeah, cool. We'll, so we'll, um, we'll say no more about that. <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I think um, you know, just 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 to pull it to a close, um, I, I think for me, obviously the biggest thing was the three points. It was a must achieve three points from that game. We did. Um, it's something to build on for the new coach. I think. Um, I'm interested to see how the likes of Ruter and, and, and Aronson that have struggled a little bit, how they react to that new coach coming in. Um, it'll be really interesting. Potter's under a lot of strain, a lot of pressure at the moment. Um, oh, I like the guy. You've reminded me. I was going to ask you this. Sorry to, to interject. No, you're all right. Um, what, what are the chances of our luck that they get hammered today and Potter gets sacked and they have a new manager and <laughs> we play them? Um, uh, I think that would make it about four or five sides that would have a new manager bounce against us this season. Um, uh, so, um, yeah, I think um, uh, for me, it's it's um, he's under a lot of pressure. If they bring somebody else in, I I, I, I can't see that that's going to benefit them quickly enough. Um, so, I think for me, it's um, uh, it's an interesting one. He's he's come out and said um, that he's got the backing now. Quite often, what that is is a, a signal of nearing the end. He's talking yeah. about mental health. He's talking about the impact to his family. Um, yeah. And it, I, it, I think it I said in the go well when that starts. It, it, it doesn't. Um, but equally, uh, I don't know if if anybody heard it, but Five Live uh, talked to Moyes after their game. Um, and he was asked about the strain that he'd been under and the strain just uh, Premier League managers in general are under. Um, mm. And his response was was really quite something um, because he turned it back round because the question actually was, is this part of the game now? And he said, no, it's not nothing to do with the game. The game is the game and the game has always been the game and it'll always, always be the game. No, what you people in the media do is you invite people to come onto a, a talk show and talk about whether somebody's the right person in the job and whether that person should be fired. Um, yeah. And actually, the media themselves are culpable, culpable for a lot of the strain that they put individuals under, and they are people Absolutely. at the end of the day. Mm. I thought well, that was a perfect response. And the way they whip up fucking controversy and bad feeling. And... Well, TalkSpot are the sun. 
I've know, said this enough. <laughs> they can get in the bin. Um, so, yeah, just... Um, uh, yeah, so I, I thought that that was a perfect response from David Moyes because he's been under massive amounts of pressure as well. If you look at the side and the, and the squad that they've got, all right, yesterday they got a 4-0 win against somebody that's down and around us. Um, uh, but, you know, Cooper's done a really good job, I think, so far this season as well. And I think if you look at yeah, um, the pressure that Moyes has, has been under, that'll have been a massive relief yesterday. But it was a brilliant response to the question that you were asked as well. So, yeah, um, yeah just, to, uh, just to wrap up. So, anything else to add, J-Matt? Uh, nothing from me, mate. Just uh, interested to see what team we put out against Fulham and what system we play, to be honest, and take it from there. Yeah, cool. Matt, anything? Uh, no, not really, no. Cool. No, you that's fine. Fan back on there, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. No worries. Um, thanks to everybody that's got involved in the comments. As always, uh, go like, go subscribe. Um, and just as a touch on that subscribe, we do have a competition running at the moment. It's the last chance to get involved before the next main podcast uh, is an opportunity to win a lead shirt. Um, so go and subscribe to our YouTube channel to make yourself available to win the shirt. Uh, thanks very much to everybody. And um, thanks very much to you two for joining me. And let's go no have a, a decent Sunday dinner for me. I'm going to go have a, a big roast dinner. So uh, enjoy the rest of your weekends with three points in the bag. See you later. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to another Auto Know Better podcast, the independent Leeds United podcast. You can engage with us via our socials on YouTube and Twitter at the address at Auto Know Better with your thoughts on the show or subjects you'd like us to discuss. You can even join us live and have your say while we're recording on our YouTube channel for the main weekly show and the Berardi & Coke after-match podcasts. 
with three years' worth of content you can listen back to, from interviews with former Leeds players and managers to Hollywood stars. Maybe choose carefully which match reviews to check out, though. Remember to subscribe on whichever app you choose to follow us on.